He's still risen. Do we have an amen corner on this Master's weekend? Amen. Well, good morning, church. Everybody gathered here today, and uh, those of you on the live stream, it's great to have you with us. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm still on cloud nine from last Sunday's worship. Um, Gary and the team, man, thank you guys so much for being such a big part of that and, and for carrying the load today, uh, Gary. We appreciate it. What a beautiful time of worship. Uh, but what a celebration last Sunday of the resurrection. And we're going to continue that celebration today. As Gary mentioned, we're going to be launching uh, a brand new series called For Heaven's Sake. For Heaven's Sake. Discovering our destination. Who wants to talk about heaven for the next four weeks? Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> Get me out of here. There you go. We're going to be talking about why heaven matters. That's what I'm going to be focused on today, really in more of an overarching message uh, for this series. Next week, we'll talk about what heaven's like. Then we're going to be talking about where heaven actually is. And then who's going to be there when we get there? So it's going to be a, an interesting series. And I think there's going to be some surprises um, for us as we move through the Scripture and actually focus on what the Bible says about heaven instead of these pictures that we've conjured up as a culture or pictures we've conjured up in our own mind. Uh, but just as we've sang, in conquering death in the grave, the resurrection of Jesus secures a home for us in heaven. I was reading uh, an article uh, Monday that ran uh, in the op-ed uh, section of the LA Times on Easter Sunday. Don't miss the significance uh, of that. And the article was entitled, How Christians Came to Believe in Heaven, Hell, and the Immortal Soul. It was written by a professor named Bart Ehrman. Anybody ever heard of him? He's, he's everywhere. Um, he is a religious studies scholar uh, at the University of North Carolina, kind of a blemish on my home state there, honestly. Um, he is one of the most notorious critics of Christianity uh, in our culture today, and he just happens to teach in the religious studies department uh, at UNC. But in this article uh, in the LA Times, he paints an astonishingly false portrait of what the Bible says about the afterlife. He denies the immortality of the soul, and he essentially cancels heaven altogether. The article uh, received raised reviews um, in the secular culture, as you might expect. Uh, it's not surprising. Uh, giving the latest Gallup poll, uh, which showed that church association, church attendance, if you will, in the United States dropped below 50% for the first time this year since the poll began in 1937. Okay, that just came out. And so if you go to church regularly now, if you associate, if somebody asks you, hey, do you, do you have a church? And you say, yeah, you know, tapestry's my church. If you're one of those people, hey, I go to this church, I go to that church, or yeah, I, I, I am associated with the church, you are officially now in the minority in this country. So the current of our culture is rapidly moving away from a biblical 
worldview. I, I don't think that's a big surprise to any of us. Um, but, but the biblical worldview is a worldview that provides the most detailed description anywhere on earth concerning what happens to us when we die. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to take a look at what the Bible actually says about heaven so that we can push back with truth as our culture tries to cancel it. What does heaven matter? I mean, why does heaven matter? Well, it matters first and foremost because heaven is the fulfillment of our hope. And heaven's the ultimate destination for those who follow Christ. Man, if you cancel heaven, you cancel hope. Hear me. You cancel heaven, there is no greater moral law. There is no absolute truth. There is no accountability. There is no true justice in the end. There is the here. There is the now. There is a material life to maximize and a physical earth to maintain. And that's it. And that's a different world view. It's called humanism. And humanism carries with it no hope for the ultimate future of humanity. It's all about the here, and it's all about the now. When a loved one leaves this earth, they're gone for good. No reunion, no resurrection, no hope of seeing them again. Heaven is the final destination for those who believe in the resurrection because it is the resurrection that validates the hope we have in heaven. Peter put it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1. He said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into, hear this, and into an inheritance that can never perish, an inheritance that can never spoil or never fade. Where is that? And it's kept in heaven for you. God has an inheritance waiting for His children in heaven. And He's given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit, Ephesians tells us, guaranteeing that inheritance. What is it? Have you ever thought about that? God, what is this inheritance that you're promising us ultimately in heaven? And it's like, you know, it, it, the great uncle, you know, with, with a billion dollars, you know, he kicks the bucket and then boom, we know what that inheritance is all about. But what is this inheritance? that the Scripture tells us that we're going to receive in heaven. Well, our inheritance is the sum total, hear me, the sum total of everything God has promised us in salvation. Get your mind around that. In other words, all the promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ. All the promises of God are yes and fulfilled entirely in heaven. Who's ready? 
bring it on. King David put it this way. He said, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Mm. Heaven matters because it is the fulfillment of our hope. If heaven's not real, none of it's real. If heaven's not real, if heaven is not a reality, then none of what we believe is a reality as followers of Christ. If the destination's not real, we're on a fool's errand here. <laughs> Paul said if there is no resurrection, ultimately if there is no heaven, we are to be pitied above all men for believing. Jesus promises us the destination is real. Just before his arrest, he told his disciples he would be leaving them soon. You remember that? He says, I'm going to be going back to my Father in heaven. And knowing what they would be facing right around the corner, he comforts them with these words and he gives them courage. He says, hey, I'm going to be leaving you. It's going to get tough. But don't let your hearts be troubled. He said, trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and I will take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. At the Father's right hand. Then he said, you know the way. You know the way to where I'm going. And then who speaks up? Thomas, oh Thomas, he said, Lord, I, I, wait a minute, hold on. I don't think we do know the way. What, what are you talking about? I mean, we've got the book. We know where this thing goes. They were living it in real time. He said, wait, 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 wait a minute. You, I don't know the way. And that's when Jesus says those words that we all know. I am the way. Follow me. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father, he said, except through me. Heaven is an exclusive place. God created it that way. But it's wide open to all who would follow and receive Christ as Lord. Why does heaven matter? And it matters because Jesus has prepared a place for us. Jesus had prepared a place for you specifically in heaven. He not only gave his life for the forgiveness of your sin and conquered death by rising again, he's gone ahead of you to make sure heaven is everything you hoped it would be and more. And he's fluffed the pillows on your bed there. He's turned back the sheets. What Jesus tells us here in John 14 is this. Heaven is a real place. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a real place. It's a physical place. It's a tangible place. It's not an ethereal, foggy destination like we conjure up 
in our minds, this side of heaven. It's a place prepared for you personally by Jesus. I remember a few years back, and we were talking about this the other night with some friends. Um, I was called, I, I had taken a break. My mom was in the hospital down at Northside Hospital and, and been with her for a long time, and I was taking a break, and, and uh, Kim was down there with her, and, and things were coming to a close, if you will, and the doctors told Kim, said, you, you need to give your son uh, a call. And so Kim called me and uh, said, you need to get down here as quick as you can. And uh, those of you who knew mom, mom was a member of this church for um, years and years, um, a character to say the least. Um, those of you who knew her know that uh, she earned the name Lazarus in the last 10 years of her life. She literally rose from the dead like eight times. I mean, and I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, I got this call like eight times before this call. And so, yeah, it's exhausting. Um, but uh, get down to the hospital, and, um, and really we knew this time uh, for sure, honestly, that, that she wasn't going to be coming from this one. And when I got to the hospital, um, I just looked at her, and I mean, you know, the, the challenging stuff. She, is, she was a sharp as a tack right to the end. She's 82 years old. Um, and sharp as a tack when I got to the hospital, which is hard. And I uh, just looked at her, and I said, Mom, <laughs> I think you're going to see Jesus. And she had risen from the dead eight times, so she had been fighting this thing for a long time. I mean hard. She had been put seriously. She did not want to leave. And, uh, and she looked at me, and she said, Son, I, I think you're right. I think I am going to see Jesus. And my heart was at ease because I knew she had surrendered to that reality. She was ready uh, to go. And then she said, uh, she said, but before I do, I got a couple of things to tell you. And so, man, when on the deathbed, hey, I got a couple of things to tell you. you you're going to lean in, right? It's like, what is it, Mom? It's a family secret? I mean, what, what, you know, am I yours? I mean, what, you know. You ever wonder why you don't look much like your daddy? No, uh, no, it wasn't one of those. But kinda. She uh, she she pulled us in, and 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 she's like, I got a couple things I need to tell you. And we lean in, and she pulls out her little calendar book. If you knew Mama, you know she always had her little calendar book. And she pulls that thing out, and she said, "Well, I've got a hair appointment Friday. You're gonna need to cancel." And then she said, and uh, you should expect a couple packages from Amazon to be delivered tomorrow. If you just send them back for me, I'd appreciate it. And she said, and my password and login is in such a... I'm like, okay. But if you knew, Mama, that was her. And, and that was, those were some of the last things that, that she said. And, but just sharp as a tack. And, and I said, well, Mama, are you, are you ready? She said, I think I am. And so uh, we, we were able to remove the oxygen. Um, and
How many of you been there? Up their head. He moved peacefully from that hospital bed to the place that he had prepared. I hope we have in heaven. So you're again. I know that. I know that. That's why heaven matters. That's why heaven matters. God loves us that much. That He gives us a glimpse of the hope that we have so we don't lose hope here when we lose the ones we love. And for those of us left here to grieve, (laughs) heaven matters because heaven gives us perspective when life hurts. even when we lose a loved one. Because of heaven, the Apostle Paul wrote this, and I love this. He says, because of heaven, we don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day, that soul, that immortal soul. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, not on the temporal, not on what's in this world, but we fix our eyes on what is not seen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It says, now we know that if the earthly tent we live in, this earth suit, this body, now we know that if this body is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. Amen? What trouble do you need to look at through heaven's lens? Puts it in perspective. And I know when I'm extraordinarily anxious or I'm just tied up in knots, well, if I'll just shift my focus, whatever it is that's pressing on me, whatever it is that's in front of me, and just shift my focus to this reality, that this life is just a blip on the radar screen, that Jesus promised we're going to have trouble, we're going to have difficulty here, but we've got a home in heaven that will last forever. It changes my attitude. It changes my perspective. Paul says, let the glory of heaven Outweigh all your troubles. Sometimes we need to be reminded of that. The here and now will one day dissolve into the evermore for those who place their trust in Christ. Heaven gives us perspective when life hurts. It gives us perspective when pain enters the picture, when difficulty and disappointment come our way. Heaven reminds us that this life is just a blip on that radar screen. That failure is never final. That disappointments don't define us. That pain is only temporary. And when these bodies fade away, we're going to be moving back home with Dad. 
when you're my age and, and you got kids, that whole idea takes on a little different, you know, deal as far as that boomerang. And it's like, no, you y'all, y'all, y'all good where you are. Man, where do you need perspective this morning? Where do you need perspective on the difficulties and disappointments you're facing? Heaven shine into that room. Let heaven and the future promise to you transform your trouble into a brighter hope. Heaven matters because it gives us perspective when life hurts, and it matters because heaven orders our priorities right here on earth. It orders our priorities right here on earth. Having an eternal perspective shapes the way you live today. It impacts how you raise your children. It impacts how you treat other people. It impacts how you use your time, your talent, and your treasure. Randy Alcorn wrote the definitive book on heaven. How many of you have read Alcorn's book? It's entitled Heaven. If you've not read this book, he read 140 books that were written on heaven in the last 200 years. Every book, essentially, that's been written on heaven in the last 200 years and studied the scriptures just in detail when it came to heaven. And he has written this book, which is readable and understandable, and it is the definitive work on heaven. Let me encourage you to grab that book, Randy Alcorn. It's about 350, 360 pages, something like that. Phenomenal book to give you a proper understanding of what we have to look forward to. In that book, Alcorn says this. He says, our life on earth is just a dot. Just like that, that dot on the radar screen. Our life on earth is just a dot in the grand scheme of eternity. But there is a line that leads to heaven and goes on forever and ever for those who believe. Alcorn says this. He said, live for the line, not the dot. Live for the line, not the dot. Let heaven order your priorities here on earth. Where do you get that from? Jesus said it. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said this. He said, do not store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. The one with the most toys in the end actually doesn't. Those who live for the lie win every time. Invest your life now in the kingdom of God and it won't be so foreign to you when you get there. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place. It's going to be a wonderful place for everyone who is there. But guess what? It won't be equal. Whoa, wait a minute, Phil. Heaven won't be equal. That's a shocker. What now? Now, everybody doesn't get the same trophy in heaven. Wait a minute, Phil. I mean, nobody's going to feel bad in heaven. You know, there's no sin, no jealousy, no... You're right. There's not... And I don't know exactly how God is going to separate levels of bliss. 
But he's going to do just that. The scripture tells us that. The more you store up in heaven what God gives you here, the Bible is clear, the more reward you'll have when you get there. There's no disputing it from the scripture. I don't know how he's going to separate that. How, you know, how we're not going to look up or look down like we do now. Oh, I got more than they do. I got less than they do. You're either going to feel prideful or you're, you're going to feel bad about yourself here. That's not going to be the case there. Be greater reward for those who live their lives faithfully for him here. We're going to talk more about that and what it looks like in the coming weeks in this series. Heaven matters. Because it orders our priorities here. It's not just about the by and by. Let me ask you something. What's driving your priorities right now? What's driving how you spend your time? What's driving how you spend your money? What's driving how you, how you, how you use the gifts that God has given you? Because everything that we have, God has given to us. What's driving that? Focus on retirement this side of heaven? Is that the shaping influence of what you do with everything you have? And how you spend your time, your money, and your talent? Heaven is to set our priorities here. And finally, heaven matters because God's there. Heaven's God's home where he is in teaching his disciples to pray do you remember what Jesus said our father who art in heaven where God is the creator and sustainer of life itself lives there there, there are two different really words and translations in the scripture when it comes to the word heaven or heavens and one is just sort of the skies above and what have you and the other word literally means God's abode God's abode, the place where God dwells. Heaven is God's home. The one who loves you beyond measure lives there and has made a way for you to live there too for all eternity. Imagine, if you can, the unfiltered presence of the triune God the unfiltered presence of the Trinity as Jesus welcomes you into your Father's John experienced that as he was taken up in his vision on the Isle of Patmos. And he said this about heaven. He said, I did not see a temple in the city. Because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Do you know there's not going to be any more church services in heaven? Some of you are like, Amen. When are you finished? There's no need for church services in heaven. We'll just be experiencing the reality of unhindered fellowship with God. We don't have to try to manufacture something. Sing louder. None of that. It will be what we were created for as natural and as authentic as we could ever imagine. Imagine being there. 
I didn't see a temple in the city, John said, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city doesn't need the sun and it doesn't need the moon to shine on it. <laughs> They're obsolete. For the glory of God gives it light. And the Lamb, Jesus, is its light. And heaven matters because it's God's home and ultimately home to all who believe and place their faith in what we celebrated last Sunday, the resurrection of His Son, Jesus Christ. I'm not really sure why anybody would want to cancel hope. I don't get that. Unless you're just allergic to hope. Next week we're going to be talking about where heaven is, where it is right now, and where it will ultimately be. And I think some of you might be surprised at what the Scripture says. I want to leave you this morning as Gary uh, comes back to close us. Just with an opportunity. Close your eyes. And imagine the unimaginable on this earth. Just close your eyes and look toward heaven, trusting the reality of it and knowing God's promise. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the reality of heaven. We thank you for a real place that Jesus prepares for us. We thank you for the hope that we have in the resurrection that validates and substantiates our hope of eternal life. God, I pray today that you would just draw us into a deeper understanding of why heaven matters here. And how the reality of what you've prepared for us impacts our life today. And may we live as those who know we are your children. And ultimately, we'll be home with you. Pray that prayer in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.